received a listener question via SpeakPipe on my website surrounding salicylates. Salicylates are tricky little natural food chemicals because they are, well, one natural, unless you're consuming them, you know, via chemically restructured products like aspirin or other pharmaceuticals or as food additives. But two, they're in a lot of the foods that we consume quite often, like fruits and tomatoes and broccoli and peppers. In this episode, I'll help you navigate the symptoms of salicylate intolerance, as well as a strategy to overcome such an intolerance. Let's dig into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. salicylates and the connection with eczema flaring from that. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Annie. And if you want your question answered on the podcast, head to my website, eczemakids.com, and scroll down on the resources tab, and you'll find that option there. Okay, salicylates. Salicylates are a group of chemicals that form part of the plant's natural defense system, and they're also used as ingredients in a variety of products. Most tolerate regular amounts of salicylates without any issue. However, in some people, even just a small dose can cause big problems. This is called salicylate intolerance or salicylate sensitivity. So salicylates actually have anti-inflammatory properties as well as fever reducing properties, and it reduces blood clots and treats pain, which is why Bayer restructured the plant chemical in 19th century Europe. These positive effects were noticed when consuming salicylate-rich foods like asparagus and tomatoes and apples, a lot of herbs and spices and coffee and tea. However, if you have a salicylate intolerance, these foods will trigger a pseudo-allergic reaction where the basophils and the mast cells get activated, and that can manifest as rashes or asthma or runny nose or eczema or headache or tummy troubles or all of the above. So histamine and FODMAP intolerances are a lot more common, and I'll speak to those specifically in future episodes. But if you strongly suspect that salicylates are at the root of your kid's eczema, you can check for a salicylate intolerance by restricting the foods rich in them, which by and large are most berries, like black and blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, cherries, cantaloupe, oranges, pineapples, a lot of fruit actually. Nightshade vegetables, which we recommend omitting anyway, but tomatoes, eggplant, peppers, things like that. Almonds and nuts, which we also recommend avoiding for a short period of time. And a lot of spices, unfortunately, like anise and cinnamon, cumin, dill, ginger, oregano, rosemary, turmeric, thyme, 
So salicylate sensitivity was discovered back in the 1960s, but it wasn't until the 1980s that the link between salicylate sensitivity and eczema was confirmed. So according to Australian researchers from a hospital allergy unit in Sydney, salicylates trigger eczema in 52% of people with eczema, salicylates trigger hives in 62 to 75% of people prone to hives, and salicylates trigger or worsen irritable bowel in about 69% of people prone to IBS. So you guys know some cases of eczema are really easy to treat, but then for a lot of us, we've tried everything and then eczema still persisted. And that is likely because of food chemical sensitivities, which would include salicylate and also amines and MSG and other food additives. So a few foods that are low in all of these food chemicals, including salicylates that are mainstays in the eczema diet by Karen Fisher include papaya that's super low in salicylates and contains the digestive enzyme papain, which is used in some digestive supplements and just aids in protein digestion. Saffron is a low salicylate spice, which has been used for centuries as a natural antiseptic and digestive aid and antidepressant. So for people with digestive issues, adding saffron to your dishes can reduce your symptoms. Scallions. Scallions contain histamine-lowering anti-inflammatory quercetin, which we talked about a lot before. Helps your body deal with histamines. And flax seeds are also a biggie on the eczema diet because they're rich in anti-inflammatory omega-3 oils and they're a source of phytochemicals, silica, vitamin E, and a lot of fiber, which helps in gastrointestinal health in general and liver health. So if you suspect a salicylate issue, you could try Karen Fisher's diet. But as I've mentioned before, when we summarize the book and her plan in episode 12, what I don't love about her plan, it is highly, highly restrictive, especially for kids. But if you tried everything else, it, it may be what you're looking for. It might work for you. So Annie, and to all of you contemplating a salicylate issue, it's highly likely that salicylates are playing a role in your child's skin symptoms. But I believe when you follow an anti-inflammatory diet and increase glutathione production and decrease other inflammatory assaults like contaminated water or mold or EMFs, your child will not be as reactive to everything, including salicylates. And this won't be an issue anymore. You can test for salicylic acid sensitivity in an MRT test, which is a white blood cell test, but that's just one strain or derivative of the food chemicals known as salicylates. So it's not entirely helpful. There really aren't any other tests for it. In short, when you heal and seal their guts and calm their mast cells and immune triggers, they will be able to handle normal amounts of salicylates, which is about 100 to 200 grams per day if you're counting. So thanks for the question, Annie. If you have one, just pop over to the site eczemakids.com and send me a speak pipe message. Or you can get a hold of the eczema-free framework and get on a Zoom meeting with me so we can do all the things we just mentioned together. I'll help you step-by-step in implementing a healing eczema-free diet and help you lessen your household or environmental triggers, get you on a child-friendly supplement protocol, 
and help you with testing if that's what you're feeling your next step should be and help you nail down a rock solid topical routine to get your child's itching and rashes under control right away. Head to the work with me tab at the site eczemakids.com and you can get access right now. Also, come be a part of our community on Facebook at Eczema Solutions for Kids. I'd love to connect with you there. I'm here, friends, to help you move past this persistent problem because I just can't stand the thought of your little ones suffering like mine did. We have the tools to overcome this. Take care. You are doing great. Hey, friend. If today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.